All right, it's cold. We're uh, 28 below here, 38 below in Toma, 42 below down in the valleys around Strum. So it's a cold morning out there, but getting better. That's the good news. By Sunday, it'll be in the 40s, Saturday in the 30s. Wow, what a difference. 80, 85-degree warm trend. Wow, that's big. All right, let's get to business. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. At least nine are dead from the freezing cold temperatures hitting the Midwest. One death happened in Iowa where a student at the University of Iowa died after being found behind a campus building early Wednesday. Three people were killed in Illinois. Deaths were also reported in Indiana, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Temperatures across the Midwest are sub-zero because of a polar vortex, which is pulling freezing air into the area. Federal prosecutors for special counsel Robert Mueller say Russian hackers stole information from their discoveries and altered it as part of a disinformation campaign. Brian Shook has details. Mueller said in October of last year, a Twitter account tweeted that they had access to Mueller's probe database. The special counsel's office said the account used to publish the discovery materials was registered by a user with an IP address that resides in Russia. The Twitter account has since been suspended. The FBI has found no evidence that U.S. government servers, including servers used by the special counsel's office, fell victim to any computer intrusion. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. A jury has awarded Senator Rand Paul more than $580,000 stemming from a dispute with his neighbor. The Kentucky Republican was attacked by his neighbor, Rene Boucher, in November 2017 while he was cutting his grass. He had six broken ribs and three fractures. The jury gave him 375000 in punitive damages and 200000 for pain and suffering, plus nearly 8000 in medical expenses. WikiLeaks is publishing internal Vatican documents about a fight between Pope Francis and the Catholic Knights Order. The small collection of documents doesn't shed any new light on the 2016 conflict between the Pope and the Knights of Malta. But longtime Vatican watchers say the fact that WikiLeaks breached internal communications is an alarm bell about what the anti-secrecy site might reveal next. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says the Raiders are still without a home for the 2019 season. Speaking in Atlanta yesterday, Goodell said San Diego is not an option. You are listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Chippewa Valley Bean here in Menominee, Wisconsin, is looking for new kidney bean growers. They're offering an increased price for 2019, along with other great incentives for quality and production, as well as a freight support payment to help haul your crop. Contract with Chippewa Valley Bean and get the best pricing for your kidney beans. If you'd like to grow with a family-run operation, call Charles today at 715-664-8342. That's 715-664-8342. Or visit them at C. Looking to earn extra money and be on your school-aged child's schedule? Retired and looking to earn extra cash? I am Michelle Golden, and I am the Executive Director of HR for the Chippewa Falls School District, and I look forward to meeting you at our job fair. The Chippewa Falls School District is hosting a job fair Wednesday, February 6th from 1130 to 1230, and Tuesday, February 12th from 5 to 6 at 140 West Elm Street in Chippewa Falls. We are hiring substitute teachers, classroom assistants, food service, and custodial staff. For additional information, see the the Chippewa Falls School District website under HR. Smith Brothers Meats and Colby is having their annual hog bundle sale. Now we could go hog wild with a lot of bad cliches, but we'll refrain from going whole hog and just let you know that you can pig out all year on a whole hog bundle for $3.98. 
Not enough freezer room? Get a half hog bundle for $199. Enjoy chops, roast, ribs, ham, and bacon. And the smoking of your ham and bacon is included. So live high off the hog, literally, with the annual hog bundle sale at Smith Brothers Meats, 822 South Division Street in Colby. It's five minutes after five o'clock here on this Thursday morning at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. Bob Bochold with you this morning as we get the chores done together here in this cold weather, but this should be the last of the bitter cold weather, at least for this spill. I don't know what the rest of the winter is going to bring, but uh, right now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. If we can hang on for another day, right now it's about 28 below around our part of the country. Again, we have had reports of uh, temperatures 38 below down at Toma, down around the Strum country, down in the valleys. And down in the valleys and the holes, it's going to get cold, but about 42 below in some spots down there. So, you know, all you can do is you get mad and you get you can laugh at it, but you got to get through it. That's the bottom line. So hang in there. We're all in this together, although not all of us are out uh, doing chores around the feed bunk or uh, around the barn this morning. But, again, cold morning. Today it will warm up, if that's the right term, to about uh, 6 below zero. Tomorrow, it's going to warm all the way up to 16 above zero. Saturday, 38. Sunday, 43, and maybe some rain. Wow, what a forecast, huh? Right now, as we said, around the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, about 28 below. La Crosse, 30 below. Toma, 38 below. So there are some really cold spots out there this morning. So stay warm. It's getting better. We've got some markets to look at. Again, a lot of sale barns, a lot of activity was closed up yesterday. But we'll get you uh, some of the news of some of the trade that did happen. All brought to you by... Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton, Osseo, or Chippewa Falls, Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time. Seven and a half minutes after five o'clock, and again, a lot of sale barns were closed, so limited activity, but uh, the cold weather is making prices a little bit better. Choice-fed beef steers in the cash trade, 114 to 128 and three quarters. Choice-fed heifers, 114 to 124. Choice-fed Holstein steers, 85 to 95 and a half. The cows, 40 up to 64 on the top of the cows. And the bulls, 76 to 85. Butcher hogs, 32 and down. Sows, 18 to 22. The boars, 8 and down. Short and unshorn market lambs, 75 to a dollar and a half with the feeder lambs. 135 to two and a quarter. Also at the Mercantile Exchange on livestock futures, prices a little higher, at least for the most part, because of this cold weather. Now February live cattle closed at 126.15. That was down 32, but April was 128.05. That was up 25. June live cattle at 117.70 was up 30 cents, and August live cattle 114.07 up 20. Feeder cattle were uh, higher pretty much across the board. March 144.30, up 5. April at 145.82, up 12.5. And, 
May up 20 cents, 146.35. And August up 15 at 150.42. Lean hogs in the trade yesterday at the Merck, 57.45 on the February contract, up 12 and a half. April hogs, 62.22. That was down 32. May hogs at 68.37, down 15. And June at 76.12, down 17. And, again, quiet trade over the border trade as far as grain is concerned with this cold weather. How much is moving to the elevators or moving down the river? Or how much movement are we seeing in these trade talks? So, again, a little uncertainty as far as traders are concerned. March corn didn't move a whole lot as we looked this morning. That March corn price, uh, maybe a penny higher at 380 a bushel. Oats at 281 May wheat up maybe a penny at 515. May or March soybeans rather and March contracts all here I'm trying to say. March soybeans this morning up 3 at 924. March meal up a dollar 10 at $312.20. Cheese prices went up again yesterday. Barrels up another 4 cents at 130 and a quarter. Blocks up 47 to up uh, up not up 47 up two and a half to dollar 47. I think my mouth is frozen this morning. Gray double A butter up three quarters of a cent to 229 and a quarter. January class three now coming off the board at 1398 as we turn the calendar page to February today, and that February contract down two cents at 1403. March up seven at 1446. April up seven at 1464. May up 12 at 15.18, June up 9 at 15.57 as those prices up through 2019. So that's where we are this morning. Again, another cold morning out there. It's, well, it's really brutally cold. 28, 30, 40 below in some places, but it'll warm up today. It'll never get above zero today, but it will tomorrow, 16. Then Saturday, 38. Sunday, 43. So hang in there. We just about got her whipped. Clark County Rehabilitation and Living Center is announcing their new state-of-the-art short-term suites opening soon. Rooted in a tradition of excellence in nursing and rehab care, you or your loved one can recover comfortably in their state-of-the-art private suites. Clark County Rehabilitation and Living Center offers rehabilitation with the newest technology and focuses their quality care into a quicker recovery time. Clark County Rehabilitation and Living Center, County Highway X in Owen. Find them online at clarkrehabandliving.com or call 715 715- 229-2172. For your farm input needs in the Fall Creek area and beyond, A&J Agronomy, the place to call. And uh, Aaron joins us from A&J Agronomy right now. And Aaron, tell us about your business now. You've been down there in business for a few years. What services actually do you provide and how big an area do you cover? Because I know you get outside of Fall Creek. Yep, we do, Bob, and uh, we've been in business for a little over three and a half years. So we do, of course, the Alforx brand uh, alfalfa, and then we also carry uh, Legend LG Golden Harvest Latham and Stein for corn and soybean products. We have over-the-counter chemicals, and we do do some custom seed treating for soybeans. We get out do crop consulting probably within 50-mile radius as far as seed and, and crop consulting. Uh, we do chemical fertilizer recs and soil sampling and spouting. Well, tell me about your relationship with Alforx and the product line of Alpharex, and what farmers are saying about it. Uh, we joined with Alpharex about two and a half years ago, kind of when they first relaunched their brand. They do have quite a few good products, um, really no complaints as far as farmers. Everything that they handle is non-GMO conventional seed, um, so no tech fees. And then they do have their Hygest products, like their Hygest 360, 
which has excellent protein and dense stem-to-leaf ratio. Yields are good and really no complaints, and they do offer some organic coatings for some of the organic guys who have problems finding seed in the area. As an agronomist, Aaron, when you walk the fields and the Alpha X alfalfa fields, what jumps out at you as an as an agronomist? The biggest thing is just the, the leaf-to-stem ratio, especially on their high-dust products, really huge leaves and a dense canopy all the way down to the ground. The whole stems are covered with leaves. And you're looking forward to uh, selling the product and having plenty of seed available for 2019. Yep, so far no seed issues, and we're off to a good start so far this year selling. Very good. Thanks, Aaron. That's Aaron Wilhelm from A&J Agronomy in Fall Creek, another Alpharex dealer in our area. Face morning traffic with a P3 Portable Protein Pack, a high-protein snack of meat, cheese, and nuts. It's the more interesting way to get your protein. Get your morning going with P3. Temperature hasn't changed, but the time has. We're almost 14 minutes after 5 o'clock this morning as uh, we take a look at some of the news in agriculture. The uh, big event for the next couple of days in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Corn, Soy, Pork Expo down in Wisconsin Dells. Of course, that's one of the largest gathering of farmers each year in the state. We'll be heading down there a little bit later on after we get off the air this morning and uh, picking up Scott along the road and see what's going to be going on down there. Lots is going to be going on down there, so if uh, you see us down there, and give us a howdy and uh, like to talk to you. Members of the Wisconsin Farmers Union left their convention in Appleton this past weekend with their policy positions pretty well set. For dairy, the groups want Congress to replace the Dairy Margin Protection Program with a policy that makes price stability for dairy farmers more of a priority. They also want some kind of a management program to help control oversupply, as well as urging dairy cooperatives to put some kind of internal oversupply management plans in place in their organizations. Delegates also dealt with groundwater issues, regulation of large livestock facilities, concentration in agriculture, health care in the state, and many, many more issues. Delegates also re-elected Darren Von Ruden of Westby, to a 10th term as Wisconsin Farmers Union president. And they uh, also uh, handed out some awards. We uh, talked to you about uh, some of those before, but uh, one of the other awards they presented was to the outgoing executive director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and uh, that, of course, Tom Quinn. And Tom and Helen Quinn were honored for their dedication to the Wisconsin Farmers Union at the convention over the weekend. They received the Builders Award, which recognizes outstanding commitment to building Farmers Union through many county involvements, leadership development, and member recruitment. And uh, they've been active in Farmers Union for uh, many, many years. Tom has a long time in history as a farmer, a man on the land, and uh, wife Helen works at the uh, University of Wisconsin Stout in Menominee, I do believe. And uh, Tom served on the foundation, Farmers Union Foundation Board of Directors, and uh, was the executive director from 2011 through 2018. So, uh, again, congratulations to Tom and Helen Quinn. Very well deserved as uh, they received the Builders Award this past weekend at the Wisconsin Farmers Union Annual Convention in Appleton. As we said, the uh, Wisconsin Corn Soy Pork Expo is going to get started later on this morning, and uh, it'll kick off an early riser session with commodities expert Kevin Van Trump, and that'll be followed by a presentation from our own Kim Bremer from over here in the Greenwood area. She'll discuss talk versus truth. 
about agriculture. Yeah, you get on the blogs and hear some of the things they're talking about and some of the misnomers out there. Kim will set you straight. And also later on this morning, a keynote with uh, one of the best, Dr. David Cole from out at Virginia Tech. He's not uh, there anymore. Maybe he t- teaches a guest class or something like that. But agricultural economist, he'll talk about agriculture in a changing economy. So that's just to get things started this morning. And then all kinds of other sessions will be held throughout the next couple of days. And uh, all kinds of session cover topics like tax reform, cover crops and tillage practices, soybean disease management, succession planning in a down economy, and the new highlights from the Discovery Farm Program. So, again, lots going on the next two days down at Wisconsin Dells. And uh, as soon as we get off the air, we'll be heading down there to take in day one of all the activities down there at Wisconsin Dells. And so, as we said, if you're down there, Stop and give us a holler, and hopefully you'll uh, see us heading down the road in our wax farm truck with all of our good sponsors on the ride with us down there to the uh, to the Corn Soy Pork Expo at the Kalahari. Can't wait to see it. Man, oh, man, they've been building onto that thing. It is huge now. I don't know, probably have to walk about a half a mile to get there from the parking lot because, boy, those buildings are getting bigger. There must be some money in those kind of spots. Well, we'll find out later on this morning. 18 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to talk about apples. Yeah, not this time of the year. There's not much going on in the apple orchards, so hopefully everything is staying healthy with this cold weather. But Scott had a chance to talk to a University of Minnesota researchers. We'll hear what they've got to say next right here on WAX. How to make your farm more energy efficient as far as equipment and as far as the cost. We're going to talk about that on our Focus of Energy program. Jessica Millsner joins us, a dairy energy specialist. And as we get Jessica into 2019, give us an idea about some of the energy efficiency options that uh, farmers, landowners have to make their operations that much more energy efficient as well as uh, cost-effective. Yeah, Bob, we have um, all the opportunities that we've had in the past. Um, This year, we're really excited to be able to offer some even doubled and enhanced incentives. Right now, all high bay lighting for agriculture only are doubled, as well as the grain dryer incentives and variable frequency drive incentives are doubled as well. And all the fan incentives for agriculture are all um, enhanced. They're increased a little bit this year. So we're really excited to be able to offer a little bit extra this year for the agriculture producers. Helping make your farming operation more energy efficient with increased savings, contact Focus on Energy. Sure, looking forward to seeing a lot of folks. It's like a reunion today, the beginning of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Wisconsin Pork Association annual meeting at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Looking forward to bumping into both producers and great uh, analysts. A lot of great breakout sessions, Bob, and maybe the best part is it's all going to be indoors. That's for sure, because, uh, yeah, through today, it's still going to be awfully cold. I don't care whether you're at the southern end or the northern end of the longest barn in the world. I'm Bob Bosel here at the northern end, heading for the southern end, so we'll be down to Corn Soy Expo as well. One thing they they won't be talking about is apples, and uh, this time of the year, it's not on anybody's radar, really, unless... 
you work in that field. And a lot of folks over at the University of Minnesota do exactly that year-round, working on apples and other fruit crops. Recently, they had their annual meeting in La Crosse, and our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to a University of Minnesota researcher, Haley Shanovich, about pests. Yeah, the pests in fruits, including apples, are out there. And they're working on them all the time to lessen the force of those pests in our apple and fruit crops. And uh, we found out just exactly which ones are causing the most concern. The pest that most growers are concerned about right now is the Japanese beetle. That's not to be confused with the Asian lady beetles, which are the ladybugs that seem to overwinter in people's houses and occasionally bite Someone but Japanese beetles are scarab beetles, and they're a metallic green color. And this year, last year, and the year before, there have been explosive numbers of them out in the apple orchards and in people's gardens and homes. But they feed on the top canopy of the trees and just completely defoliate them so they look like this lacy skeleton. And that seems to be really alarming growers and questions come up, does it affect the longevity of the tree and will it affect the yield of the apple trees themselves? And what are the answers to that? Do they affect the yields? So we actually just applied for a grant to study this question. It hasn't actually been looked at and can be pretty challenging to answer, especially in a perennial like apple trees where they could let's say the beetles completely defoliate the tree, the tree could still produce fruit by tapping into reserves that it has from the previous year. But how many years can it do that uh, is kind of the question we're hoping to answer. You also talked today about uh, stink bugs. And stink bugs have been hanging around for a while too. What kind of problem do they pose? Yes, so we actually have native species of stink bugs here, but there is a stink bug that has been wreaking havoc in the eastern states migrating this way that's been in the news a lot called the brown marmorated stink bug, and it also feeds on many different plants and crops. But this insect feeds directly on the apples, causing more immediate damage that the growers are worried about. It kind of makes these quirky um, depressions in the inside of the apple and looks not appealing to a consumer who's going to buy that from a farmer's market. What do we do about them? I, I guess pesticides is uh, an option. And, you know, if you're leaning away from pesticides or something, what, what can we do? Yeah, so for brown marmorated stink bug, um, growers will use pesticides, but there's actually been research in Washington, I know, that is exploring actually using netting to try to keep the uh, stink bugs out of the orchards. It's thought that they only fly at certain heights, like one to two meters above the ground. So putting up netting actually just on the sides of the, your property that um, the wind is coming or you think they're coming in from a nearby forest or other garden can actually prevent stink bugs from coming onto the property or the orchard. And that's being looked at at Washington. I know it sounds crazy, but you don't actually have to have it surrounding the entire property is what they're finding. Why are the upticks happening with, with bugs like uh, the stink bugs? Do we know? Uh, why, are, why are the Japanese beetles showing up uh, uh, and, and causing problems? Yeah, so both of these insects came to the United States on the East Coast through imported goods or cargo. So international trade, unfortunately, has some downsides about bringing these hitchhikers with it. And they seem to spread uh, wherever the climate uh, allows them to. So wherever there's warm enough summers and mild enough winters. And so Minnesota, we've held off for a while with some of these uh, insects, but it seems like uh, the invasive ones either are just 
uh, getting here and increasing or the uh, climate is allowing them to explode in population. Is there any hope that there could be sometime a natural predator for some of these critters? Yeah, absolutely. So Japanese beetle, unfortunately for the adults, we haven't found any uh, natural enemies that are insects that will eat them, but birds do tend to eat some of the Japanese beetles. Um, but uh, for brown marmorated stink bug, there are uh, many common insects that will eat them. And in the East Coast, they found that spiders, katydids, earwigs, all these common insects we see will actually contribute to feeding on them. But uh, to what degree seems to vary a lot between crops, if growers are using insecticides, and um, by climate. So, And talk to me a little bit about uh, us stepping in the middle of that. Uh, some of the bugs that you might cite as being natural predators, we don't want around either, do we? So uh, how do we balance that? How do we figure out what to do with that? Yeah, absolutely. Some people might not like the idea of promoting spiders or earwigs on their property to control some of these invasive insects, but um, uh, they actually do tend to be beneficial. Uh, so, I mean, as long as, I guess, for me, if I don't, they're not really coming into your, these kind, the types of spiders that predate on these bugs don't really also like being in houses, thankfully. They're different species that are going to be outside in trees and shrubs and things like that. Um, but the earwigs, no one really likes to see earwigs anywhere on their property, but uh, they do actually, in some ways, are beneficial. So it's a hard concept to get used to, definitely. It's a crazy world out there, bug-wise, isn't it? What, what else are you seeing out in, uh, out in the countryside with uh, apples and other fruits, too, on, on the uh, crops? Like other bugs on the crops? Yeah, other than stink bugs and Japanese beetles. Yeah. What other problem uh, bugs might be out there with the apple crop and some other fruits? Yeah, so there are also long-term uh, insect pests that growers here have been uh, battling for many years. In apples, there's uh, a moth called the cuddling moth, for example, that is also another invasive but has been here uh, way longer than any of these new insects. But there are native ones, too, that can become problems. And so um, depending on the crop, there seems to be different insects that will feed on them. But Japanese, some of these new invasives, uh, insects like the Japanese beetle or the brown marmorated stink bug have these abilities to feed on many different kinds of plants, which is not like we've seen with other insect pests, pests here in the past. <laughs> and again, that's uh, Haley Shonovich from the University of Minnesota, a graduate a student, a researcher, bugs and insects and apples and fruit crops around the upper Midwest. The good thing about it, this kind of weather, you don't have to worry about that anytime soon, but uh, spring will get here. We've got 27 minutes after 5. We're going to see if Rocky's up this morning and give us an update on the Premier Livestock next right here on Wax, but almost 28 minutes after 5. Meyer International Trucks are your truck experts. Whether it's a Cummins engine, Allison transmission, or international truck, Meyer International Trucks has factory-authorized experts working until midnight that can fix it and get you back on the road. Maybe you're looking for a brand-new international truck? Meyer offers very competitive pricing that almost always meets or beats the competition. Plus, Meyer International Trucks has a huge parts inventory. Meyer International Truck, Cameron. Meyer International Trucks. 
Well, let's take a look at market information. We go, first of all, to Premier Livestock, and uh, that means over in the uh, Withy area, Rocky Olson up and Adam. What's the temperature in downtown Lublin this morning, Rocky? Uh, 31 below zero. All right, 31 below zero. Well, tomorrow, just think, by about Sunday, it'll be about 80 degrees warmer. Ain't that kind of crazy to think that way? Boy, it is, but uh, it's Wisconsin, too, so <laughs> we're used to it. You know, it used to be, I remember when the, the guys years ago, when the guys that were around in 36, when it was so hot, and then it got so cold about uh, about 1936, they all, oh, this is nothing like it was back in 36. So we'll be able to say that, ah, nothing like it was back in 19. So, yeah, but yeah, then we'll be the old codgers, but then we're getting close, at least I am. Hey, what's going on now as far, first of all, what's your schedule? As bitterly cold as it is right now, what are you doing today? All right, we are open today. We'll tell you about that here in a second. But uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how it shaped up so far at Premier Livestock this week. On the fed cattle, stronger trade, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 86 to 94. Low choice and select, 70 to 84. Their choice beef steers and heifers, 112 to 122.50. Uh, the low uh, choice and select beef, 85 to 111. Uh, market cows, high yielding, stronger, uh, 52 to 65. An extreme top cow at 72. Most market cows, 38 to 54. Market bulls, high yielding, 70 to 79. Lower yielding, below 60. 65. Organic market cows sold on Mondays, high yielding 60 to 74, low yielding 40 to 59. New, newborn Holstein bull calves lower uh, due to those extreme cold temperatures, mostly 20 to 80. Top bull calves 100 to 120. Holstein heifer calves 20 to 50. Beef cross calves 125 to 295. Light and off quality calves 20 and down. We were closed yesterday, so uh, no dairy cattle report. Uh, we are open today, expecting a late start. We're going to start between noon and 1 p.m depending on the temperatures uh so make sure you guys move them cattle uh, make sure the trailers are closed up make sure you're bringing good healthy sound cattle to the market uh we are going to have a noon start like i said noon one o'clock start time uh, we're looking for a higher market on the top market cattle as the packers need cattle for friday uh we're also selling calves but highly recommend waiting until monday as several calf buyers are out of the market uh we are looking for a very large uh run next wednesday of hay and dairy cattle due to no sale this last Wednesday. Uh, we have three herds consigned. We have a feature consignment of 30 hand-picked fancy Jersey Holstein cross cows, parlor freestyle, really, really good ones there. Uh, mostly 70 to 95 pounds. Uh, also, that one herd is going to be a robot herd, robot freestyle herd. Details on our website. Uh, selling feeder cattle on next Tuesday. Uh, special feeder cattle auction coming up February 12th. Special dairy cattle auction February 13th. That's going to be a Valentine special. Uh, we we do have a registered herd of Holsteins, a registered herd of Jerseys, tremendous cows there. Uh, more info online on our website, premierlivestockandauctions.com, or you can call us at Premier, 715-229-2500, and that's how it shaped up, Bob. Good enough. Well, stay warm, Rocky. All right. You too. Have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier. They will have a sale, but it'll start a little bit later on. Well, we've got uh, news to look at, and as we said, Scott not with us this morning, and he's snuggled up in his nice warm bed where we probably all should be, but there are some of us more dedicated than others, and the 715 newsroom is up and at him. 
Morgan is with us this morning. Good morning, Morgan. How are you doing? Good morning, Bob. It's a little brisk out there for sure. I think right now with parents and all the, the schools that have called it recently, I know of an eight-year-old and she's already slipping back into those summer habits. I said, <laughs> no, 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 no. You will have school again. You need to go to bed at a reasonable time. This is not just completely, you know, forgetting the school plan. Wait till this weekend. Yeah. 40-some degrees, there'll be one and we wear shorts. That is going to feel like summer oh, vacation after this, isn't it? You can't blame them. But, uh, again, cold is the big story. What else is going on in the news, or what's the cold brought us? Well, indeed, Mother Nature takes center stage, and we'll start there. Good morning. Here's what we know today. Not only are those temperatures dangerous, but now roads impacted as well as here in the area. Eau Claire roads continue to have slippery spots even several days after a snowstorm moved through the area. The DOT has issued a warning saying that the dangerous cold here in the state now enhances those conditions for black ice. So just a little bit of a heads up if you do have to head out. Crews are out. They've been laying sand to help gain traction. It's also freezing up public transit service. You can check new and altered schedules online at 715newsroom.com. And of course, it's not just us. The animals are infected as well. We have John DeMaster with coverage and a reminder from our 715. State Ag Spokeswoman Leanne Deuce is keeping your horses, cows, and other large animals warm and dry is paramount. For larger animals, something uh, like a, a windbreak or even just a three-sided shelter uh, to just help protect them from the elements. Smaller animals also need a complete shelter, something insulated and able to hold in the heat. Also remember to provide fresh, open water for your animals, either with a heated basin or by bringing them fresh water twice a day. I'm John DeMaster. And it looks like we see the beginnings of that peace flag waving, and then by the weekend, definitely back into much much warmer temperatures. From Mother Nature to the courtroom, we switch gears as a preliminary hearing is set for the man accused of killing three Chippewa Falls Girl Scouts and a mother in a crash. Colton True was back in court yesterday by video conference for a review hearing. True's attorney asked for a delay in his preliminary hearing until April so both sides could review his toxicology results. The defendant's preliminary hearing is set for April 12th. Police are examining cell phone records of the man accused of kidnapping 13-year-old Jamie Kloss. According to court documents, the calls, photos, and videos on 21-year-old Jake Patterson's phone are all being examined to determine a timeline of what happened. Patterson is, of course, charged with kidnapping Kloss and murdering her parents in October. He's being held on $5 million bond, and his next court date is scheduled for February 6th. And on our business scene, Foxtown Technology Group is pulling back on plans for a $10 billion campus in Wisconsin. Originally, they said that they would be hiring more than 5,000 people by the end of 2020. Recently now, that number has been closer to 1,000. Now, they also said three-quarters of the jobs will be in design and research rather than blue-collar manufacturing jobs. And it's a third show for a hometown hero going downtown as Chris Cruzy is adding another performance for his Pablo Center shows. That'll be March 29th and 30th, and tickets will go on sale this morning. I think a lot of people happy to see him on stage, making Barron and many other places around our area proud. Yeah, he was in here the other day. Did you get a chance to visit Nicest him? guy. I, he is. And I did a nice long interview with him, and I'm going to put on the show here in, in a few days. Mm-hmm. But what a nice young man. He is. He, yeah. And he's got nicer hair than I've ever had. <laughs> so I had to get some tips from him as well. You know, I asked him uh, quickly. We'll let you go. I asked him, I said, uh, since you got all his fame, has anybody like the Dollar Shave Club come up to you and ask you to do an endorsement, oh, endorsement for, for the razors? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he says, no, not yet. He says, but I, jeepers, I don't think I want to get rid of this. He's a Wisconsin. Boy, you That's need right. that for hunting. Boy, you don't get rid of that. Stay warm and weather like It's this. functional, indeed. <laughs> All right, see you later. Thank you, Bob. Morgan in the newsroom this morning. Drew is over in the weather room at Skywarn 13. We got to get to him. And uh, we've hung on a long time. What, about 24, 36 more hours, and we're home free? Not even that long. Oh, Bob, good. I think.
I think we'll see those temperatures back above zero 28 hours from now. Ah, good, good, good. <laughs> but until I got a call earlier this morning from down in the down in the valleys in the Strum area, mm-hmm. 42 below. Oh, geez. I've seen a couple of reports in the upper 30s below. That's the coldest I've seen. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, 42 below down there. That's the coldest I got, but. Wherever you're at, it's it's not not fit for man or beast. Right. It's pretty dang cold out there today. In fact, in many cases, the actual air temperature is colder today than it was yesterday. And a lot of that is because we don't have the breeze. Yesterday's breeze, of course, making it feel in the 50s and even 60s below zero. Uh, still a light wind uh, for a few spots, but it's actually calm conditions for many other locations. And that actually causes temperatures to fall a bit more. So that's why we are seeing reports in the 40s below zero. Uh, later on today, though, we do start to see some improvements. Winds will be out of the south and west, and we'll see some sunshine early on. That's going to still bring temperature. It's going to bring temperatures up a bit, but we're still going to remain a little bit uh, below zero later on this afternoon. We actually set a record a low high temperature yesterday for Eau Claire. 15 below was our uh, low high. Uh, that breaks a record from 1899. 14 below was the previous record low high. So uh, as we head throughout the day today, though, we'll see those temperatures about 10 degrees warmer than we saw yesterday. And then, of course, increasing clouds. We could see a flurry overnight tonight. Uh, but the cloud cover for tonight plus southeast winds is going to keep temperatures from dropping much. We'll be about 10 below by early tomorrow. A huge improvement versus the last two mornings. And then tomorrow afternoon or even late tomorrow morning, we see temperatures back above zero. This breaks that stretch uh, that started the other day. And then as we make our way throughout the day tomorrow, a mix of sunshine and clouds, highs in the mid and upper teens. As we head into Saturday, we see temperatures really soaring into the mid-30s. It'll be pretty cloudy on Saturday. A system arrives late Saturday and into Sunday. We'll see some light rain and some drizzle in the area, but afternoon highs on Sunday into the 40s for much of western Wisconsin. It's going to feel like a spring day. As we head into next work week, things do start to cool down back in the upper 30s for Monday. A wintry mix possible. And then for Tuesday and Wednesday, temperatures cooling down quite a bit into the 20s for Tuesday. Teens on Wednesday, both of those days, we could see some light snow. But uh, for now, folks, just bundle up another frigid day. 28 below, feeling like 43 below with that light breeze in Eau Claire. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Drew Williams. I'll bet on Sunday, if you look close enough, you'll find somebody out in their driveway washing their car. Washing their car. I'm probably going to grill out. I grilled out on Sunday. Did I'll you probably really? grill out again. Uh, well, that's not so bad. Every, every month, I, I got to get at least one grill in, and I might just go ahead and knock out uh, February on Sunday because it'll be so warm. That's right. Think the groundhog's going to see a shadow? Uh, I think so. Think be <laughs> I'll look again closer time? today, and I'll let you know right. tomorrow for All sure. All right. We'll check tomorrow. All right. All right. Thank you, Drew. Yep. There he goes, Drew Williams over there at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather as we're about, uh, oh, 29 minutes, or 21 rather, 21 minutes before 6 o'clock again, 28 below. Weather brought to you by Alliance Bank. You know, it's never too early to start thinking about your crop inputs. Alliance Bank wants to help you plant the proverbial seed and be your financial partner. Alliance Bank has the flexibility and knowledge of agriculture to give your operation an advantage. And their crop input loan program has attractive rates and flexible repayment terms. Check out Alliance Bank online and learn more at alliancebank.us. And then talk to their experienced team of local ag lending professionals based in Osseo, Mondovi, Cochrane, Bluff Siding, and Gilmanton. Alliance Bank, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Save money now. Country Jam USA ticket prices go up February 5th. Don't miss Keith Urban. Toby Keith. I should have been a cowboy. Jake Owen. Jack and you and I, yeah. Maren Morris. Be rich, 
advantage of early bird pricing now. Go to CountryJamWI.com. Three incredible days, 30 years in the making. Country Jam USA. And we're almost 20 minutes before 6. We do have some markets to get to, but taking a look at more news in the world of agriculture this morning. U.S.-China trade talks restarted yesterday in Washington, trying to reach an agreement before the end of February so we don't put another 25% on tariffs on Chinese goods. And, of course, then they retaliate against us. And if they don't get it done by the end of February, those new tariffs are scheduled to go back on March 1st, March 2nd, something like that. But many agricultural groups are just as concerned about getting a new trade deal done with Japan since we pulled out of the uh, TPP group. But uh, they want to worry about uh, what's going on with Japan because that uh, trade deal they've got with the European Union, as well as uh, TPP, Australia, New Zealand, and about 10 other countries, all going into effect uh, this week or very soon. Now, without such a deal... With Japan, the U.S. Dairy Export Council says just the U.S. dairy industry is going to lose over $5 billion in sales over the next 20 years. The council says our market share over the next decade in dairy could drop in half without any new deals in place. And I found this. I got kind of chuckle out of this because when you talk about the wall, man, oh, man, do you, <laughs> you get the comments. But we're not the only country contemplating building a border wall. Denmark is, too. But for a different reason, Danish officials say they plan to build a 34-mile-long wall along their border with Germany, not to keep out immigrants, but to keep out hogs. You all know about the uh, Danish hog industry and the specialty pork that comes out of uh, Denmark. Well, it seems wild boars along that border, Denmark and Germany, have been diagnosed with African swine fever, and Denmark wants to make sure the disease doesn't infect their hog herd which is one of the, the largest in Europe, and, of course, a specialty hog. So, again, they're building a wall in Denmark. And dairy farmers happy it's Super Bowl week and wish every week could be Super Bowl week because consumers expected to buy about 88 million pounds of cheese this week for the big game. That's enough cheese to cover the playing field from end zone to end zone and cheese about 10 yards deep. Man, oh, man, oh, man, it's about 30 feet deep. So hopefully everybody gets their cheese bought, and hopefully we get it distributed to those places where people are going to buy lots of cheese. Well, let's get to some markets as we're almost uh, 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. And old Rod down there, Rod Knutson down at the Equity Sparta Barn, they toughed it out yesterday. They had a sale, and Rod, how'd it go? Due to the cold weather and lack of livestock, we had no test on the cow market or the calf market. Our fed cattle market on a active tone with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar twenty six. We topped at a dollar twenty eight and a quarter. Selected choice beef steers and heifers a dollar ten to a dollar twenty. Your dairy cross steers and heifers at ninety four to a dollar ten. Choice overnight Holstein steers eighty seven to ninety two. We topped at ninety four. Choice Holstein steers eighty to eighty seven. With your standard to select steers and heifers at eighty and down. And uh, just a reminder, next week, uh, weather permitting, we'll be back to a regular schedule on Monday and Wednesday. And on next Thursday, uh, the 7th of February, we'll be having our next dairy feeder cattle sale. Dairy cattle starting at 1230, followed immediately with the feeders. And this has been Rod Knudsen at the Equity Livestock Market at Sparta. Have a good day. All right, Rod, you have a good day, too. Now, uh, the report we got is that all equity barns will be closed today. That includes the Altoona barn, no sale. And I think over at Stratford as well, Jerry's with us, Mr. Fitzgerald from over at Stratford. 
Is that information correct, Jared? No sale activity at the equity barns today. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. That is correct. Equity Stratford and all equity markets will be closed today. Very severe weather conditions, of course. Uh, I was listening to the weather before, and uh, like Drew said, it's very cold. There's some areas well in the 30 below zero range and not a lot of wind, though. The flag out here is pretty pretty uh, quiet, but it's still very, very, very miserably cold. And uh, so the, we are going to be closed today, and uh, we were also closed yesterday, so I guess there's not a whole lot of new update numbers to report. But anyway, uh, just keep in mind, folks, uh, we are closed today and uh, looking forward to a big marketing week next week, of course. And so uh, just a reminder, on, on uh, Sunday afternoon, the market will be open here in Stratford at between the hours of 3 and 8 uh, for you folks to drop off your uh, livestock for that Monday auction. Encourage folks to do that if you've got a lot of cattle you want to be selling to avoid the big rush on Monday morning. So we are open Sunday afternoon uh, starting at 3 until 8 o'clock for you to do that. And our next dairy sale will be in Stratford on next Tuesday, February 5th. And also we'll have a hay and straw auction before that dairy sale. Next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Uh, that will be a noontime start. So I'm thinking uh, the weather is going to be strained out by next week. Uh, it's going to be up and down, but as uh, just to spread the word to your friends and neighbors, if you're planning on bringing anything today, we will be closed today uh, because of the severe cold weather. So hopefully things will straighten out. We'll get back onto the normal schedule next week. But, uh, no, uh, it's very cold, and, boy, we got to give our hats off to those guys out there picking up the milk, the milk truck drivers, and anybody that has to go out in this kind of weather, because it's not real nice. Yeah, and the guys uh, making the milk, the guys and the gals making the milk in the barns, too, as well. It is cold. I would imagine yep. next week the calf buyers might be a little busy, huh? Yeah, they are, and, and that's, uh, in this cold weather, too, a lot of the a lot of the calf orders have been canceled, and, and it's, uh, you know, and, and even real healthy calves in this kind of weather yep. is, is touchy to move them, so... Uh, uh, I think next week things will be better, and the calf buyers will be in force on Monday at the Monday auction. So, And, of course, uh, cattle buyers looking for cattle, too, for next week's uh, kill. So we'll be back on being next week. Uh, and, like I said, I think things are going to kind of level off with this up-and-down temperatures. It's, it's, it's going to be hot on the cattle, too. What's been? Well, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, Sunday, like I said, I'll bet Sunday you probably might be one of them. You might be out in your driveway washing your car. Up to low mid forties. Uh, That's about eighty some degree difference from where we are now. I might be outside, but I'm not going to be washing the car. I'll let you know that. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought maybe the mafia would bring their cars and trucks in for you to wash over the weekend. Well, no, I don't think so. But it's, uh, <laughs> well, you stay warm, and uh, we'll catch up with you. I don't know if you're going to check in tomorrow, but whatever. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Bob. You enjoy the day also, and uh, like I said, I'll probably check in tomorrow morning and see. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 20, uh, 28 below here, so yeah, I guess that's... You're about in par with everybody else. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Stay warm. You betcha, Bob. Thank you also. Bye now. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, we'll check in with Michelle, the happiest girl in the world, I would imagine, with this weather. Plan to attend the 39th Annual Marshfield Mall Farm Show on Wednesday, February 20th and Thursday, February 21st from 10 to 4. It's the largest farm show in central Wisconsin with 200 displays and large farm equipment. Admission is free. See the latest in farm products and services. 
talk with knowledgeable vendors offering everything for your farm. This is a must-see event. Spin the giant wheel of fortune for instant prizes. Bid for great items at the FFA silent auction. Sample free foods. Visit the Shady Lane 4-H food booth for homemade food. Enjoy a meal at World Buffet. Even shop the specials at the Marshfield Mall stores. The Marshfield Mall Farm Show, Wednesday and Thursday, February 20th and 21st from 10 to 4. Get more details online at marshfieldmall.com. Show sponsors are Clark Electric Cooperative, Dairy Queen, Greenleaf Events, Hickswood Metal, Conroe Sales and Service, Oak Ridge Engineering, Pioneer Bank, Hip Seed, Rib Falls Repair, Seahaper Refrigeration, Swinierski Equipment, and Vine Best North Crop Insurance. And we will be at the Marshfield Farm Show with our wax boots. So make sure you stop in and visit us February 20th and 21st. Well, Michelle must be sleeping in. Her alarm clock didn't go off or she's frozen. I don't know what the problem is, but uh, we don't have Michelle on the phone this morning. So we're going to continue with more market information. (laughs) Maybe somebody can find her for us. But uh, no Michelle right now, but uh, we're going to catch up with Pat Mikla over at uh, Zombrota and Central Livestock and uh, their latest sale activity. Pat, what's been going on? In the sheep and goat division, we had market lambs, 110 to 140 pounds. The shorn and the unshorn were bringing 75 to $1.50. We had 50 to 70 pound feeder lambs from $1.35 to $2.25. 70 to 90 pounds brought $1.35 to $2.05. And the slaughter used utility and goods, 55 to 75 with your thinning colliers, bringing from 10 to 55. Looking at the goat division, we had small goats in, 40 to 60 pounds, bringing 75 to $140. 70 to 90 pound goats brought 170 to 210. We had larger goats, 120 to 130 pounds, from 125 to 215. And the nanny goats, they range from 102.50 to $185 per head. In for the sale from Merrill, Wisconsin, we had a lamb that weighed 70 pounds at 225, also two lambs weighing 65 pounds at 215, and two lambs weighing 78 pounds at 205. From Lonsdale, four lambs weighing 109 pounds at 170, also five lambs, 106 at 165. And taking a look at the Tuesday feeder pig auction, we had some 80 to 100 pounders in, bringing 50 to $60 per head. 100 to 120 pounds brought $80, and we had some pigs 120 to 150 pounds bringing $95 per head. And again, a reminder, due to the extreme cold weather, the Zombrota market will be closed today. Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zombrota, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zombrota toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. You're on Ask Abby. Uh, Yeah, hi. Um, I'm the type of guy that knows more about IPAs than IRAs. Can you tell me how many types of IRAs there are, and how do I know which one's best for me? Well, that depends. Would you rather pay tax now or after you retire? Could you define rather? (laughs) Pay yourself this tax season by asking your tax advisor if an FDIC-insured Abbey Bank IRA account can help you save money. Call Abbey Bank today and talk to a personal banker about an Abbey Bank traditional or Roth IRA. Abbey Bank, they make banking about you. You're on Ask Abbey. 
know this isn't a health show, but, well, let's start with an MRI, three ultrasounds, daily therapy for nine months, and about 3,000 pills that cost $100 each. Three words for you, honey. Health Savings Account. A health savings account at Abbey Bank makes it easy to get reimbursed for eligible medical, vision, and dental expenses. Or you can use the money towards your deductible. Abbey Bank even allows you to roll over any unused HSA balance and earn interest. Abbey Bank. They make banking about you. AbbeyBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. FVP Stay Tuned, a multi-system additive that's your sub-zero hero. Stay Tuned helps your engine run smooth and stabilizes your fuel all winter long. Grab a can at a Menards near you. FVP. If you're thinking about constructing a fabric building on your property or getting a new fabric roof, Structures Unlimited in Stratford is the place you want to call. They feature ProTech buildings from Sioux Steel with natural lighting, superior ventilation, and top-notch strength and durability. And ProTech buildings are easy on your budget as well. Plus, if you need service or repair on your fabric building, Structures Unlimited is available to help. Get a hold of Structures Unlimited at sales at structuresunlim.com or call 877-687-2453. Structures Unlimited. They are now located in the Stratford Industrial Park. Paramount Installers is currently seeking applicants for a full-time installation specialist. Duties include construction, erection, and installation of fabric tensions, buildings, and structures. Ideal candidates will have the ability to use a variety of tools safely and efficiently and lift 50 to 100 pounds on a regular basis, have excellent communication and organizational skills, a clean driving record, and the ability to travel the lower 48 states. Full benefits package including health insurance and 401k. Apply online at ParamountInstallers.com. Paramount Installers is an equal opportunity employer. Let's take a look at us from our markets, dairy and grain markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative this morning. Kind of quiet with these trade talks going on in the cold weather. March corn this morning has moved a lot, 380 a bushel. None of these commodity prices have moved a lot. March uh, oats down about a penny at 281. Wheat up a fraction at 515 for March. March soybeans up three at 924. And meal up a dollar ten at $312.20. Country elevator prices today on the DTN screen at Golden Plump. Arcadia, 346 on the corn at Baldwin and Elmwood, 313 with the beans at 819. Durand, Mondovi, and Fall Creek, 308 on the corn, 819 on the beans. Osu has corn at 310 and uh, 819 on the soybeans. Over at Stevens Point, corn is 327, soybeans 811. Elk Mound, 323, 829 on the beans. Down at Sparta, the corn's 325, beans at 819. Ellsworth corn, 327, 819 on the soybeans. Ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley, 341 a bushel. New Richmond Grain Facility at 337. Dairy markets, the barrel cheese up four at 130 and a quarter. The blocks up two and a half at 147. Butter up three quarters at 229 and a quarter. January class three goes off the board at 1398. February down two at 1403. March up seven, 1446. April also up seven at 1464. May up 12 at 15.18, June up 9 at 15.57 as prices were higher each month out through the rest of 2019. Before we leave you this morning, one meeting that's uh, scheduled and 
Jerry Clark showed good sense and didn't, didn't get up and come in this morning. And they do have one of those private pesticide applicator training sessions today. And that's going to be at the Security Bank in Bloomer. And it does start at 9.30 this morning. So uh, as far as I know, that meeting is still on. Uh, I don't know if you want to check with the extension office, uh, 726-7950, after they open about 8 o'clock and see if that is going on. But uh, I was going to ask Jerry that if he did come in, but he didn't. So it's on the schedule. I haven't heard anything. And also, don't forget... Tomorrow, the weather's going to get better, so it should be a good one. The North Central FFA Showcase Auction and Dorchester Community Service Community Emergency Service Fish Fry. So they're going to R.J. Stockwell Land and Auction Company. They'll be holding in Dorchester right along Highway 13. They're going to start a fish fry from 4 to 8, and so you get a complete fish fry, battered or baked fish, all kinds of potatoes and different things. Then the auction starts at 6. Randy will do the auctioneering. And all these items, i got over 300 items, I think, and uh, it's all going to benefit the FFA chapters of Abbotsford, Athens, Colby, Gilman, Medford, and Owen Withy. So, again, that's tomorrow night, Friday night. Starts at 4 o'clock with the fish fry, 6 o'clock the auction. It'll be held at uh, R.J. Stockwell Land and Auctions Company there, Dorchester along Highway 13. So get out there and support those FFA chapters in your area. The weather's going to be a lot better. Of course, it doesn't take much to get better than this. It's 28 below right now. High today, 6 below. Tomorrow, the high up to 16 in 30s and 40s over the weekend. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888 947 7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Hi, this is Gimme the Goldfish. Do you know what happens when I get put into city water? Well, it's not good. See, city water has chlorine in it. It soaks into your skin and can cause problems. But not if you have Gibson's Water Care. The water experts at Gibson's Water Care will filter your water, making it safe to drink and bathe in. Call Gibson's Water Care or go online to schedule your free home analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Gibson's Water Care. 